The Mel Gedroich Podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we're going to be talking about jujitsu, inducing a baby, and call centres. If you like the sound of that, then do have a listen to us every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. There will be more top chat and some brilliant songs thrown in for good measure. How are you, Bush? I'm very good. How are you doing? You all right? Really? Well, my love. You're looking so sporty, Mel. Oh. You're looking dangerously sporty. Right, paint a picture. I you... can't because otherwise it's a bit smug if I <laughs> if I say, yes, and I'm wearing this and I'm wearing that. Da, da, da. Paint you, a picture, Bush. Come you on. have some fast, I'm stand fa- up. fantastically colourful leggings. They've got seahorses on them. Yes, yeah, kind of coral reef type look. Yeah. Quite day glow, Dr. Alban style, uh, Mr. <laughs> Motivator. Uh, is, that, is that like... Singlet. A, singlet. See, I don't know the words it's for these things. It's my life. It's my life. I'll do what I want. Like, exercising with a bum bag on type thing. Uh, some lovely trainers. And you're looking very svelte. As well, my, uh, male, may I say. Yeah. They said my love. Very, <laughs> looking very svelte, very my svelte, love. Very svelte, my love. Real love. Um, I'm feeling pretty blooming machine-like, Bush. What is going on? What's going on? Well, listen ye up. I have been, as you know, down the tinsel mines. <laughs> um, I love that expression. Um, not caving. That's a, that's a thing you do in, in, uh, in caves. In caves, isn't it? Not, not caving. I have been... What's that, what's that word when... You get the chisel and the mining. You've been doing some mining. Mining for nuggets of raw Sondheim. Love that. Sondheim, of course, being the author of the musical that I'll be appearing in. Yes. Uh, no, it's it's been amazing. But I've got to say, I, I found levels of stamina bush that I never thought I had. Previously. Let, um, me, let me take you through an average day. Go on. In the life of a musical theatre tinsel mine operator. Yeah. <laughs> Three hours of singing. Wow. On Av. Wow. I'd say three hours of very, very intense choreography. Yep. And then a couple of hours of jujitsu. Whoa, I wasn't expecting jujitsu at the end of that. Yeah, mate. What kind of thing do you do in jujitsu for musical theatre? Well, basically, um, uh, my character, darling. My my character in the play. The character I will be playing in a company called Sarah. Uh, she has been studying jiu-jitsu for seven months. Amazing. I'm not going to say what happens because it's it's a it's a little scene. Yeah. But I have to throw somebody uh, about four times. That is unbelievable. Do you know what? I, I made a flippant comment, I think, on last yeah, weekend's did. show about a Mr. Miyagi-type training routine that you might be going through, like the Karate Kid movie. Yeah, exactly. And it's become this has become true. Yeah, absolutely. There are these two amazing women, Rachel and Ruth. They are dressed entirely in black. Like ninjas. Ninjas. They come in, sort of black trainers, black converse trousers, combat trouser with a lot of pockets. Yeah. Black tops. Yeah. And they both have bleached hair. Yes. So they look like pints of Guinness. <laughs> Half pints of Guinness because they're very small. Svelte. Very svelte. Mm-hmm. And uh, they basically lob out the mat. <laughs> so th- these guys aren't in the play. These are just these are just your <laughs> trainers. But they're brilliant. They're both ex actors. Yeah, Rachel and Ruth. So they uh, they're basically teaching us pretendy pretendy jujitsu. Right. Okay. So that it looks as if we are really throwing, but actually, well, we are throwing. Yeah. But it's it's stagecraft, mate. It's wow. all about the stagecraft, my darling. The uh, you know suspension of disbelief and the so fourth wall, the fourth if you wall, will. the fourth wall. Do you know what, Mel? I've always wanted since I was a kid. I've yeah, always wanted to be a ninja. 
I love it. You know, remember reading about ninjas when you were a kid? They were just yeah. so cool. They had the little shoes where the toes in one bit and the like, the other toes in the other bit. Now, I don't like those new shoes that people are wearing with five different toes. It's wrong, isn't it? What's all that about? If you wear one of them, I saw a guy wearing one of those on the train the other day. You were wrong one. On the train? He had, he had an individual toed shoe, like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, <laughs> on the train. I don't know what he was doing. I hope you left the carriage. I did. I immediately uh, folded up my independent and then left. <laughs> The most middle-class protest ever. But I've always wanted to be a ninja. Throwing stars and yes. stuff like that as well, and little smoke bombs and disappearing. Oh. It must be so good to bring this ninja-type activity into general life. Oh, mate, well, listen, we have a little bit of ninja once a week with Rachel and Ruth. Yesterday, I don't know what it was called, yeah. but I did a throw on somebody uh, from behind. Yeah. So I had arms in an arm lock, but behind, Yeah. and then... Ooh, <laughs> Yes, That's the noise you've got to make as well. Cause you can't, you can't just punch. You have to let out. The, is it called the chi, the chai? Oh, is that what it is? Or is that tea? I think chai is a milky tea. It is. That is a milky tea. Oh, I'm not that key on chai. I know. Me neither. Chi, I love. Yeah. Chai. Chai. Mm. Don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, no, the thing is, also, I didn't know this. Uh, if you're if you're about to fall in life or in jujitsu or whatever, yeah. Breathe out. Okay. And that's why they make those noises. The hoo, because it actually forces you to breathe out. Because that way you relax. If you go, you relax. I love how martial arts is now becoming part of your day to day life, Mel. Hey, why did I wait till 50? I know. Get me involved. Bushy, you are fit. In, well, all, in all ways. Thank you very much. In all ways. You've got your footy. Yeah. You've got your running between station and Magic HQ. Uh-huh. You've got life. You're about to have a baby that's going to make you runny, runny around. Get a martial art on board. I think I'm going to get involved in martial arts. Good. We've made that decision. Yes. Will he stick to it? Find out. <laughs> you have a little giggle during that song, weren't you? Yeah, there's some really lovely things. I should explain if you've just joined us. Uh, we have this book. Look, oh, you can hear it. Look, it's got real pages. Listen to those pages. And every week uh, we mark an entry into our ledger of legends. Uh, they're the little things in life that just don't get sung about. So we've got Princess Anne, uh, Marmalade, mm-hmm. uh, family-run department store, Cousins, Sports Bra. Oh, Sellotape Dispenser, do you remember that? Love a Sellotape Dispenser. Oh, Makes your life so much easier. It really does. My life was quite hard up until the point I discovered Sellotape Dispensers. <laughs> but it's got to be, sorry, we're going back here, it's got to be a really big one that's made of metal that stays on the desk all the time. Not a plastic one. No, no, no. That no, is no. a will-o'-the-wisp and might be thrown away at any point. It has to be really big, maybe between the wars in terms of era, and it has to have Janice's uh, Sellotape Dispenser do not remove in Tipex on the yeah, man. Own it. Love it. Uh, right now, this week, this is this is this might divide people. Actually, okay. I had a really, really, really good experience this week uh, when I had to speak to a call centre. Oh, really? Everyone always bangs on, blames call centres. Oh, you're hanging on the line for ages and ages. I know that can happen. I feel your pain. This week, my friends. I had the most incredible guy in a call centre. He was adorable and so helpful yeah. and so ruddy lovely. I got a bit of a fraudulent activity on on, on, uh, on my banker's card. Did you? Yeah. Oh. S- uh, somebody tried to get some cash out in Puerto Rico. <laughs> he did, though. I always worry about those kind of things. So good. 
Horrorico. So what did oh, he... it's a ruddy Rico, they... mate. Sometimes they take a little bit. They do like one quid, don't they? I think one quid. And yeah. then if it happens, then they can go and take loads more. I've had that before. Oh, have you? Yeah. This was 340 quid, Bushy. What's he been doing in Puerto Rico? 340 yeah, well, quid. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah. the fraud squad were onto it, ASAP. Uh-huh. And then I spoke to this lovely chap in the bank's call centre. He was so nice. Was he a nice up north type chap? Yes. They're always nice up north people, aren't they? Really just so blooming helpful, adorable, fast. And quite attractive, even though I couldn't see him. <laughs> attractive voice. Yeah. So, uh, for the Ledger of Ledger this week, my friend, yeah. I would like you to render in your pen and ink styly a call centre employee. Let's hear it for the call centre employees. That's what I'm saying. Uh, good. You do that, Bushy. Uh, we'll check in on your progress uh, after a little bit of this. Which is exactly what I'm having on this Saturday afternoon in your company and with you, Bush. Thank you very much. It could, life really couldn't get better for me at this moment. If you, you're looking good, you're feeling good, oh, doing I, something you enjoy. I just, lo- I love that. Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes. Yeah. I wonder if Bill Medley... Had, oh, no, I was about to... No, I'm not even going to go there. It was such a weak gag about a medley of fruit. I'm not even going to go there. Was it about a medley? Oh, I love a fruit medley, though. A fruit medley. What would Too it be? Too much melon. Too much melon in a medley. I had a fruit salad last night because I bought it because it was on offer on the way back home from work. It was yeah. jam-packed with melon and grapes. And fizzy. Yeah, it was fizzy at the bottom, like a flat bit of wine that had been in the fridge for too long. I never, ever get fruit past its sell-by because of the fizz. Yeah. Don't yeah. like it. Middle-class problems, folks. Oh, always. always. Now, uh, oh, Bush, look what you've done. He's drawn an amazing call centre employee. There we go. Oh, we're holding his thumb. Thumbs up. Do you know what? I started out life. My first job was in a call centre for two years, man and boy. Oh, Honest to goodness. my days. Do you know what they used to say? And there was mirrors next to the computer. A customer can hear you smile. Imagine that. So was the mirror to check that you were smiling? Yeah, so you could see yourself smiling. Isn't that unbelievable? So you used to talk like that? Hello, sir. Hi. I'm afraid I'm going to have to close your account while smiling. <laughs> were there windows? The, uh, there was not that many windows. They had a machine they could tell when you went to the toilet. Oh. When they left your computer. Oh, and we worked out weird. this amazing hack where you could press seven or eight different buttons on your phone and still look like you were logged on taking calls. Oh, that's good. Man. Isn't that amazing? I did, I did um, sales on, on the phone yeah. for a bit. And we were taught always when you're speaking to a customer trying to sell something that you look out of the window because then you get the horizon, your voice is full of hope. Really? Yeah. I love these little tricks. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I'm now looking out of the window. Does Me my too. voice sound like it's full of hope? You do sound more hopeful good. than before, yeah. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> now, call centre employee, we must of course give it its official Latin name, which, as we all know, is Centribus Telefonicus. Yes. Helpful Armus. Okay. Oh, I'd like to give a shout-out, if that's what you do these days, yeah. to that call centre employee who helped me with the Puerto Rican fraud. Podcast time. Oh, my gosh. We're still waiting for Bush's baby. I, do, you, do you notice how I have completely barged in on your relationship It's absolutely family? fine. It's fine. Mate, I am pacing around now as if I'm waiting in a ruddy labour ward. I just want to get, the, get a move on. It's infectious, isn't it, this waiting about? Anti-Mel. Isn't it? Um, come right. on, Bush, come on. Come Podcast on. question for you. <laughs> uh, what's the most annoying thing that can happen in a restaurant, Mel? Well, speaking as a waitress, which I was, as you know, for many years, mm-hmm. and am very, very likely to be again. <laughs> no, mate, seriously, never say never. 
I, I loved it. I loved being a waiter back in the day. Um, I'm obsessed with it. It's really good fun. But this is a little bit of a bugbear of mine. Go and on. I will tap my pen as I say this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think waiters and waitresses are trained up in the way that we used to be. Like the good old days. Yeah, like the good old days. Yeah. The G-O-D. It used to be a bit of a profession. Thank you. And now you've got a few chances in the game. Thank you. You've got a few chances knocking around. Thank you very much. What makes you think this? Right, so this thing that annoys me, if you go into a restaurant slash cafe, whatever, or bar, it's when a waiter slash waitress doesn't even make eye contact with you. Yep. And you just think, I've just walked into your establishment. If I was a waiter or waitress, I'd be like, eye contact. Straight on it. Boom, make the link, make the friend, network, get them involved. And do you know the nightmare thing about that? It's a lot of times now they have the service charges included. So if you've had bad service, you then have to physically take that off the bill. And it's the worst thing on this planet, isn't it? To have to say, I've never actually done this before. No, I haven't And said, I'm not going to give you the service on top. But it shouldn't be, you know, like in America, they get paid a lower hourly wage, but it's all about the tips because people are good at tipping over there. But you kind of wish there was a bit of that over here where people are a bit better for it for the cash. You know what I mean? I see waitresses sort of shambling around in the corner with their shoulders hunched. I know. Shoulders back. Eyes alert, mm-hmm. keep multitasking, you're taking orders, you're running to the kitchen, you're bringing out the food. It's all happening simultaneously, Bush. Yes. And I feel standards have really been lowered for whatever reason. I blame the political climate at the moment or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I just think, no. Let Consider that, what Mel's just said there, a shot across the bowels of anyone in the waitressing stroke waitering trade. Thanking you. Oh, cracking bass work. Oh, oh. Don't say we don't spoil you, gang. Go West, followed by MJ, man. Doesn't get much better. It just doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm not being smug or anything, but it doesn't get better than this. Doesn't, does it? Bit of Michael Jackson makes you want to tape my fingers up. He always had tape on his fingers. Oh, I thought... Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Taped his fingers up. Was that... Because I remember Grace Jones had a, had a period in the 80s where she would put a piece of elastoplast... <laughs> elastoplast. Elastoplast. I don't know why I said that. A plaster. She put a plaster sort of semi... Uh, at an angle over her eyebrow. It looked... She? Yeah, it looked amazing. Yeah, I'm, well, let's was get it, back into doing that. Was that a sort of thing, putting plasters thing? on yourself? Well, Michael Jackson used to, like, have duct tape. What's the one, what's the tape called that you'd use at the end of a wire? Um, is that electrical wire tape or is it duct tape? It's not gaffer tape, it wasn't no. parcel tape. Hang on, gaffer, parcel, cello. We're back to sellotape. Back to sellotape uh, again. Micropore, MG... micropore. Micropore. He'd have put a bit of micropore, because he would have had to ask for this in his local DIY stop. <laughs> Sh- uh, shop, stop. One-stop DIY shop. Uh, yeah, he used to put that around his fingers. Let's do what. it, Bush. Let's give that a go. Let's see if it catches on. Let's let's see if that happens. Now, Bushingtons, I know that now is a very, very... Uh, it's, you know, you're probably feeling a bit, you know, tense. You're a little yeah. bit tense? Yeah. A bit tense? Yeah. Because of imminent arrivals? Yes, any minute now. From the stalk? A baby could arrive. Okay. Because you get nervous about, uh, you know, the baby arriving and the due date has come and gone. Yeah. Uh, and then... But I think beyond the due date, you suddenly calm down a little bit and think, oh, come on, let's just get on with this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just get on with this now. I've got, I've got to say, how's your week been? I'm, I'm, I'm imagining 
Was it, was it, you know, mantling? Mantling, is that a word? I, I want it to be a word. Mantle, the opposite of dismantle. I've mantled it right up. Were you mantling up a cot and I've, a nursery? I've mantled up a cot, a nursery. I've, uh, we've mantled ourselves into quite a frenzy, sat there waiting. The problem is, when you're waiting oh. for a baby to arrive, you can just be sitting there for ages, waiting. Yeah. So we've been trying to fill our days with going to do things so Keep that we're not busy. constantly thinking about stuff. But I am open to any suggestions of ways of bringing about the birth more quickly. <sighs> Old wives' tales, herbs, medicines, mm. rubs, mm. that kind of thing. Well, there, there's the oldest. There's the oldest one in the book. Okay. Which is how the baby arrived in the first place. But <laughs> that's all I need to say. Oh, I remember that about eight or nine months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, I remember that, that. That that is known to let's say get things going. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Blimey. Also, I've got to say, Blimey. a glass of red wine. What, a bit of booze? Heck yeah. That'll get things going? And a steak. <laughs> so, a bit of nookie, steak and some booze. Yeah. That is exactly how it started. And some... <laughs> you treat her. Oh, I reached that treat her well. You know how to treat And well, I could never stand the stuff, but raspberry tea is oh. supposed to help. Do you want Katie oh, to have some tastes... of that the other night? That's awful. It's grim. Have you tried it? It's like, an, it's like picking up and having a sip of someone else's Ribena from yesterday. Yes, with some grass in it. Yeah, with a bit of grass stuck in the top. Yeah, horrid. Horrid stuff. Horrid, horrid. But that is known. Also chilli. Bit of chilli. Yeah, so, uh, OK, right. Hot curry. Yeah, I'm making a note here. Hot curry followed by a steak, glass yep. of red wine, some raspberry tea and a little bit of nookie to finish it off. Right, Bush, I've got it. The answer to bringing on a baby that yeah. is a little bit a uh, little bit tardy. Reluctant to come out. Reluctant, exactly. Um, I've suddenly remembered... <clears throat> back to me, darling. It's, it's an anecdote about myself, so, you know, <laughs> just uh, at ease. Uh, no... <laughs> My youngest daughter, I've suddenly remembered, labour came on because I got a massive scare. Right, like a bit of a shock, a start. Yeah, yeah. We, we almost collided into the back of a van on the A40, oh which Lord. is not pleasant. Luckily, no, nothing no. happened, but I just went, <gasps> like that. Yeah. Two hours later, boom. Wow, so if I can come up with some kind of lounge-based scare... What would you do? Jump you... out from behind the curtains? Bush, you're so lovely. Can you scare anyone? I don't know if I could scare anyone. Hiya, sorry, hi. I'd be apologising straight away. Do, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, do, OK, right, this is what you do. You cover yourself in a very pale body paint. Right. Not, don't go over the top, not silly, just like a, almost like a grey. Like the natural woman off the natural advert. And then you just appear at the window. She's watching telly, it's about 10pm. <laughs> Mate, just appear at the window. She'll be she'll be in that hospital within an hour. <laughs> so will I, when she realised what I've been up to. She'll knock me out. That'd be terrifying. Or just jump out of a cupboard. Like Cato in the Cluzo films. Jump out of a cupboard or a fridge. Do you know what would scare life out of me about that, and I have a recurring nightmare about this, what? is doing a, a prank where you jump out on someone and then you get locked in there. And they find you years Bush, later. Bush, it's not about you! Whatever happened it's to Bush? Not, it's not... And then they find me 15 years later on, like I'd written some kind of note with me belt, a joke that's gone horribly wrong. What a way to go. And then, you know, my daughter grows up and says, my dad wasn't really in my life, he disappeared just before the birth. Turns out he was in a cupboard trying to jump out and oh. get the birth going. Oh, dear, I couldn't bear it. Bush, I can see that you've got issues there. I have issues. But I think for the sake of your good lady, partner-wife to yep. be, um, you have to do this. Do you know what, right, if I was going to... sneeze. Pinch little finger, pinch little finger, pinch little finger. Or is it looking to the light? There it goes. If I was going to scare Katie, the way to do it... I can do that sneeze. I can do that sneeze. That would scare her. We'll do a little sneeze like that, like a screech. 
Is it still there? No. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Go if, on, mate. If I was going to scare Katie, the way to do it is this. Uh, pretend to have accidentally deleted all the Love Island Australia episodes she's still got uh, recorded. Do it. That'd get it going. Right, do it. <laughs> Three-pronged attack. Big time. The Love Island prank. Yep. The full-body makeup appearing at the window like Kathy uh, Earnshaw in Wuthering Heights. Yep. And the third one, which I've forgotten. Steak booze nookie. Steak booze nookie. There we go. Good, great music and all sorts of tips on pregnancy coming up next. I've suddenly remembered something, Bush. This is the absolute truth. I'm not just shoehorning this in in some, in some sort of lying way. Go on. So not that long ago, um, I was involved in a charity gig. I'm not going to lie to you, I was a little bit in my cups. You in your cups? I was in my cups. I joined in the auction... Quite vociferously, there was an auction yeah. uh, to raise money for a very, very good cause, helping scriptwriters, young scriptwriters. Um, mate, I won something in the auction almost without knowing it. Wow. I've got a flautist coming to my house <laughs> between now and I think it has to be the end of next April. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Isn't that incredible? You're going to get the invite. Oh, that'd be so good. So what, we, you get people around your house? I'm going to get about 40 people around. And then a flautist, what do you, then, how do you say it? A flautist. Flautist. He turns up, or Mate, she. He's amazing. What's he going to? What numbers is he going to do? Though? Well, I you see. It's all up for grabs. Because if he comes in and starts doing any tin whistle stuff, he can. Get I know. Gone. I know. Don't want any of that. How do we feel if he comes in and does a load of you know Schumann, Mozart, Strauss, and Berlioz? I'm not too sure about. I that. I don't know. I don't see. know about that. Can he do Abba? Do Abba yeah. have flutes? I'd like it if he did requests. Yeah. And if we could all just shout out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> go go west. Can you do the East Enders theme? That'd be so good. I've got a feeling he's at the slightly high end of things, mate. Really? What an evening yeah. that's going to be, though. So you're invited, my friend. You can then talk to him yeah. about your forthcoming flute journey yeah. and the fact that you want to be a flautist. And I'll tell you one other thing I'm going to ask him when he comes round, right? What sides he play on? We've been doing yeah, impressions of flutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners now, right? Do an impression yeah. of playing a flute. What side are you fluting on? Yeah, I think if you're right-handed... Uh, the long piece of flute goes to the right and, and you, the, the little shorty, mouthy bit goes in your left hand. I disagree. I think uh, the, fl- the long, fluty bit goes on the left-hand side. That feels weird. I feel the other bit feels weird to me. No, that's wrong, No, no but I think you've got it wrong. No, you've got wrong, it wrong. No, you're blowing in the wrong bit. No, I'm not. Well, you are a bit. I'm bloody not. Well, I think you are. I'm going to watch some James Galway right now. Me too. During the next, the next break... Um, it's Mel G on Magic with the Mighty Bush. Hope you're having a fantastic Saturday afternoon. We're having a little argument about what side you play a flute from. Uh, but luckily, on the way, more of the songs you love just around the corner. I've arrived in your restaurant. Yeah. There's no one to come forward and say, hello, would you like a table? Yeah, damn right. We're still, we're still going, lads. I could talk about this literally for hours. Proper, because it winds me up. I can't relax and enjoy the meal then, because I'm kind of like... I need to ask for this. They're not brought this over. Who are you, my enemy? Yeah. Are you my enemy? Yeah. Where where are the days of sitting in the morning, smell, and polishing cutlery like I used to do? Polishing cutlery and chatting. Oh, I, I love polishing love that. the cutlery up. Polishing a spoon and a fork, wrapping it up in a nice napkin and having a chat. Oh, it's all about mate. the prep, isn't it? It's all about the prep and, and the gang. It's about being in a gang. Totally. You're a cog in a well-oiled machine. It's about, you know, mucking around with... The kitchen, poor old kitchen porters used to get... Yeah. Our kitchen porter guy got put through his own washing machine once. What? They put him through the dishwasher. There's the butt of all jokes, the kitchen porter. It's like the little bloke. What do you mean they put him in the dishwasher? There was a... <laughs> there An was actual a thing dishwasher? Of, yeah. They put him through it. How, how did he fit? He's, he's tiny. 
Do you know what else they did? Did they, he go through a whole cycle? He didn't. He went for a bit of a cycle and got out the other side. God. They also battered his car with like batter that you have on, a, on fish and chips. Oh, I thought you. I thought you meant they beat it up. No, no, they put fish batter on it. The whole thing battered his entire car. Oh, that's marvelous. It was pretty good. How did they get it in a deep fat fryer? <laughs> they, did, they put this put the batter on the on the outside. <laughs> oh, that is it's good, that is marvelous. And they glued his shoes to the ceiling. That's poor guy. This is over the course of one summer season. Was this in the 80s? It was uh, early 90s. Early 90s. Oh, uh, prank times. Prank, big prank time. Where are the pranks gone? Where are the it's pranks? All about the game, well, this is, a, this is another... I mean, we've, actually, we've, we've actually just talked solidly about waiters and waitresses. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to answer this question in my hand because there's too much to say. <laughs> too much to say. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Hear more fun, lols and larks like that every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. The Mel Gedroyd Show. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast. 